What is going on, everybody? We are back for another episode of the ABJ Podcast, episode 85. With my guest this today is going to be Big Dust, which I'm pumped for. Rocking the merch. I, I, I broke the curse with Erica. Uh, if I have your shirt and you're on my podcast, I will rock your shirt when I do it. And if I don't have your shirt, I'm always down for get shirt exchanges or just you can send me one. I won't care. I'll wear it. You know what I mean? I'm proud of my independent people. So um, plus I'm broke and I can't support like I used to because uh, I have totes upon totes upon totes upon totes of T-shirts. And I think I have like three huge industrial size totes full of just independent wrestling T-shirts. Uh, so I'm all about supporting my independent family. Um for that, also, you can support me by checking the links below. I do have a ton of merchandise. The Patreon is still a thing. So if you want to check these out, these episodes out early, uh, early episodes drop video on Patreon first on a Monday, and then you can check them out with the rest with everybody else on Thursday when they drop. I was doing them at uh, midnight, but I figured uh, not midnight at seven o'clock on when uh, Thursdays, but I'm just releasing them as soon as clock strike clock hits 12 at midnight on a thursday it's dropping that's how we're doing it um these all have been all pre-recorded in the month of um where are we at now uh, august but coming up soon things are going to be changing uh, i'm not saying we're going back live anytime soon but there'll be more up to date I, I i went really hard in the paint in the month of august so what <laughs> we're grinding do our thing also make sure you support my guest links below uh they have merchandise pages social medias to go support them as well as a youtube channel which we'll talk about here in a moment but before we get into this let's just let's rattle off the main sponsor the reason why we're still going here the keeping the lights on showing the love and support and that's suplex vintage wrestling guys it has finally happened a whole store fully dedicated to vintage wrestling they say it can never be done but i have seen it with my own eyes suplex vintage wrestling is a store curated by wrestling fans for wrestling fans located on fifth street soon to be a new location in philadelphia pennsylvania just one block south of south street in the heart of queen village their shop their shop features the largest collection of vintage wrestling apparel under one roof their selection includes design classic designs featuring your favorite wrestlers from the golden age attitude era internationals indies and more and if if you're tired of watching premium live events at home then svw hosts the best watch party since your friend kyle's birthday when you were 12 and if shirts and watch parties aren't your thing, let's not forget about their selection of figures, replica belts, trading cards, and from their hats to T-shirts to rare wrestling memorabilia, they have something for wrestling from every wrestling enthusiast out there. So what are you waiting for? Check them out at suplex.svw on Instagram or at suplex.svw.com and let them satisfy your pro wrestling needs. And people are saying, why don't you just do the ad read, record it, and post it? Because I'm trying to get better, people, all right? I, I fumble and I go through it, but that's part of the journey. And I'm going through it with you. <laughs> Plus, I like those live ad reads. I think they're more, they're better. Anyway, um, if you want to be a sponsor, also hit me up below. We'll have you, well, I'll gladly take more sponsorship uh, support. But without further ado, my guest is, listen, there's a lot of tears when it comes to professional wrestling. And you could be the best at a lot. But when it comes, and it, listen, I've interviewed even some of the, the best in the area when it comes to the role of managers. But even every manager says, you know, there's in, in the world of the manager tier, it's, it's Bobby the Brain, and then it's Heyman, and then it, it, it's all ranked. But when it comes to the world of the independents, this is the top of the tier. And it, it, it is my guest, and it is the best, the member of the goons, the daddy of the goons, Big Dust. What's going on, buddy? Ew! What's going on, Anthony? How are you? I, I'm super pumped for this one. I, I absolutely adore you. Um, 
peeling the curtain back, you know, I know you remember the goons and I, I know you guys do some, some dirty tactics sometimes, but oh, yeah. besides yeah. that, yeah. pulling it back and breaking kayfabe a little bit as human beings and what the goons represent and stand for is probably one of the most beautiful things that's going on this independent wrestling scene. The way you guys support each other, the way you guys just help each other when you're down. Cause like we, we talk a little bit off camera, this business can tear you up, rip you apart, make you feel absolutely lonely, make you not feel wanted and accepted. But if you have a strong support system, you can take this shit over. And that's essentially what you have been doing with the goons. You you've had storylines that have crossed state lines. You have storylines that have crossed into the world of uh, pro uh, the PWI, uh, it, it, it's what you are doing when it comes to just supporting your friends, but also helping each other get to the next level mentally and physically and everything this business can do to harm you. Uh, you guys have been just crutches for each other. And it's, it's awesome to see that support system and everything you're all doing. Thank you. I mean, uh, that, uh, it's, it, it is what it is. You know, the goons we've started as a group of, People who trained together, who worked together, who stood by each other, who fought for each other. And we've just kind of grown and grown. We add a couple of people. We add a Saul Esparza. We add an Eel O'Neill. We bring back a Nelson Bauer. Uh, and, you know, we just, we pride ourselves on having a good time and making our art something special yes because at the end of the day you can go out as a wrestling talent and you can do 450s you can take unprotected hair headshots you can cut your face open you can do all these crazy things and that will get you over and people will love that and it'll be something that you talk about but at the biggest moments in, in wrestling history have been those moments, those storylines that you remember, the moment of the show where it may be the funniest thing you've seen or something like that. And nine times out of ten, if you guys are on a show, you're going to be one of the moments that they're going to remember or take away from that show once it's all said and done. Well, we try and we try and look at, I mean, personally, my mindset when it comes to professional wrestling, especially on the level that I'm at right now, it's like, I I don't like we uh, me and Killian that whole package to me and I think Killian has says this before I don't know if he said it to you we are a subversion of the professional wrestling and his manager mindsets like I don't even like the word manager I am I am a best friend that's I what that. I am. And I love that. You know, I, I'm willing to get hit. I'm not I'm not the best talker, like at all what? in the goons. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not I'm not the best talker in the goons. When it comes to like Oh a in promo, the goons, yes. But as a oh, yeah. talker, you're good. I'm decent. I remember our first interaction we had. Killian was like, Hey, say some slick shit. And I had to I had to fire off real quick. That was one of the first interviews I ever did in wrestling. I was still such a baby when we did that. If you remember yeah. that. I think that was yeah, great. yeah, PPW in the bleachers. Yeah, that was PPW in the bleachers. Yeah. I wasn't I even that. I don't think I was managing Killian at the time. I think I had done my first managing gig, which was in Wait. Altoona, Pennsylvania. 
I just realized sure, I have one of the earliest video recordings of you and Killian together. That's crazy. Yes, you do. Yeah, just that's out. awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, I remember I sat there and I looked over his merch table and I watched him enter in uh, the uh, the rubble that was happening at two and then last till the end, as yeah. he's one to do, <laughs> as he's one to do. Yeah, that rumble showcased uh, him and Andy Header. They were like the two Iron Men of the whole the whole thing. And I was like, man, of that course. was that was super dope. And it, it was like the first time Killian, uh, for me, seeing him at PPW. Because at the time, I only ever like really worked with him with uh, the Camp Leapfrog side of things. So to kind of yeah. see him outside of that environment and see him at PPW, I was like really excited. And I was like, this guy's a big deal. Like mess with him, he's super talented. Like I've always oh, been. He's, he's very- the man. He's, yeah, he's always an been absolutely killing. amazing talent. He's he's great in so many things. And I think uh, what makes the goons special, at least from my perspective, is the fact that, yes, a lot of us are very talented when it comes to performing in professional wrestling. But a lot of us are very smart in a lot, a lot of ways. Like we're talking mm-hmm. – uh, producers we're talking writers we're talking directors we're talking agents we're talking bookers you know the goons itself is such a hodgepodge of so many different people like a true jack of all trades but a whole group of them you know that's that's what the best part about the goons is yeah totally i i couldn't agree more because like how you said like we'll kind of get into more of that in the later on in this interview but where you guys excel just not only as amazing characters in this business uh you guys can enhance that by doing things that other people aren't doing um actually to, to kind of think back i first seen killian at outbreak wrestling when he was wrestling in for outbreak and i remember being such a major fan of him and thinking he was so good and then uh i think the one time i heckled him he was like hating everybody in the crowd. And I just wrote, meet the press. And I yelled, meet the, because remember he was doing the whole, will you eat lunch me and do interviews? That was one of the first times me and him had ever had an actual conversation <laughs> was when I, I would meet the press with him. Yeah. I swear so to you. So good. It was so it was good. Insane. I thought it was so fucking funny. Oh yeah, it's funny. a great idea. It's a fun <laughs> idea. And he's very talented. He's a very talented man in so many ways. But no, the only that, time he didn't, he didn't, he broke thing. heel for a second. He just looked at me, and goes, "That's awesome," and then he went back to hating <laughs> everybody. <laughs> well, that I mean, from my perspective, I'm, I, I, I just, I love those little breaks that we can do as the bad guys in professional wrestling because it's like the goons. I think were, can be, as I said, that versatility that the group has. We, we could be good guys, we could be bad guys, and we could be somewhere in between, some little mm-hmm. stinkers, you know? And I think it's just the group is so versatile and so dynamic, and there's so many things that we can do and so many things that we can offer to a company. And, I mean, plenty mm-hmm. of places have seen that. I mean, a place – like I personally got my start. I remember starting out and even meeting you a little bit more. So was like camp leapfrog for Killian vision. Cause we were, yeah. I'd like to think at least we were changing the game with all the cinematic content that we were putting out. And then yeah. I think you helped us produce the, uh, the Friday segment. 
Yes, I produced the Friday segment, and I was so yeah. proud of how that turned out. <laughs> it, it looks was, awesome. Yeah, it was so good. I, I, that was when they're, I, I just remember like we we want to do movie skits, and I was just like, oh, I love movies. I'm a big movie guy. And they're like, we yeah. want to do a recreation with Julia Smokes and CC Boost, and it's Friday. And I went, I'll take that one. And I, Bro, and you, I remember, just did, you just say Julia Smokes rides up <laughs> on a motorcycle. I remember being there asking Smokes, hey, are you okay? Like, you want to do this and ride up and be Debo? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck yes. Thank so, you so much. Something else that happened there is they're like, all right, we don't know what we have. So we're just going to kind of have him walk up. And I started rooting through the garage. And I found this bike. And I was like, I'm going to ask Julius to ride the bike. And everyone's like, do you think he's going to do it? I go, what's he going to say? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I remember Absolutely. giving him the bike. And I was like, Julius, can you ride up like Debo? And he goes, hell yeah. And he got on the bike. And just ripped it around the house like four times. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember because I was, I think I was filming something completely different. I just see smokes just, just circling. And I'm like, I like wrestling. wrestling yeah. cool. And the best part about that was it was one take. That was 100% yeah. one take. Like the, the Godzuki, uh, you gave me that Godzuki. <laughs> I uh I edited the segment. I believe the editing was like a share between me and Killian. And uh I remember just dying laughing. And, and Boos uh Boos uh little cronies, his little goons. It was like it was Rhonda, it was Pancakes, and Alec Price. Alec Price, yep. And I remember, was like the, he's like the next big thing on the independent wrestling scene. Yeah, and he, yeah. oh my gosh, he's he did the what are, you, what are you, some type of vagrant? When him and uh, Travis Huckabee in the, the 60s Look, skit, I filmed that one too. All of you watching, for the love of all that is holy, go watch Killian Vision. For so many ways, it's so good. And uh, it's one of my favorite pieces of wrestling I've ever been a part of. But the match that Travis Huckabee and Alec Price have is one of the greatest matches I have ever seen. So good. It's uh, insane because that dude, like, they, they can both go a mile a minute and they're working this match like they're from the 50s and it works. Oh, God, it's so good. Isn't, there's also a silent match in that with uh, uh, Max Zero. Who did he wrestle <laughs> War bonds or something. Yeah, yeah, it was war bonds and uh, someone else. Oh my gosh, who was it? Was it Francis? I think. Yeah, I think it was Francis. I believe it was Francis. Yeah, and the whole thing was just shot like, like a silent film or something. Yes, it was so much fucking fun. That show was great. Uh, The premise of it essentially: the goons find a remote control that can take them across different dimensions and times, and. It starts with a skit and then ends in a wrestling match and then a skit and a wrestling match. And it's and it culminates to this giant cinematic fucking masterpiece that we talked a little bit in the episode before with Erica, where it's like there's a drone involved. Like you had drone. I mean, I remember watching, yeah. I'm like, these guys, these fuckers put a drone footage in this. We, like- we, put, we put all the money into it. We put all the <laughs> yeah. money into it. It was, it was, it was uh, it's really good. It is on High Tension's YouTube page. So if you go to High Tension Wrestling or High Tension Rep Network on YouTube, all of their channels and all their shows are on there. I'm aware they're on there. 
I put them all on there. <laughs> um, and you can watch, there's a Killian Vision playlist and you can go watch the entire show or you can go and watch every single match and clip that is separated. So if there's a match you really like, you don't have to sit through an entire the entire show of something. You can pull out matches of people you want to see as well. That took me a long time. The to whole out, show is watch the whole show. Though. Yes. Yeah, yeah. genuinely, because I, I don't know about you. A complete bias. I think that show is beautiful. I think it's fantastic. I love it yeah. so much. So I honestly, I think when it, every time I look back at the Camp Leapfrog thing, like everyone puts so much love and passion into those projects. But man, some of the people, like hey, we're talking about, like Alec Price's of the world, and like Warhorse shows up at one episode, like all these different, like the it's just nine one one. 911, like all these amazing moments. Edith's real versus Effie at Valentine's Day. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Edith and Masha. Like, there's so many amazing moments. And and it was it for me, I probably wouldn't be where I am now in this business and the things I've learned with just video editing and meeting them, making the connections to the networks if it wasn't for Camp Leapfrog. Absolutely. I worked That's, on it all over the place. Let me it's all over the place. Me, I love it. Yeah, let me get you back on track, baby boy. How we how how do we surprise? How does it usually go? Do you I don't ask have a struggle. How I got my start. Is that yeah, let's that do that. Is? How did you oh, start in this crazy world of professional wrestling? Are you asking me how I got my start in professional wrestling? Or actually, or when did you fall in love with professional wrestling? Okay, okay. I like that question. i fell in love with professional i mean like it's one of those things my father always watched it father was a big fan my father when he was a teenager looked like hulk hogan he had like the fu manchu type thing he had the long goatee uh no not the goatee the long mullet you know he rocked a mullet until i was born (laughs) and uh he uh i my earliest memory as a boy was sitting there and watching uh mr america and i know that's very much dating me but (laughs) but yeah i remember playing with wrestling toys and watching it and just be like whoa and then i i've never stopped like watching i have like dips and falls when i got into like my little mark phase but then that quickly got out of it Mm mm-hmm um growing up uh you know obviously a fan with it did it ever translate over to like well who was dust as a kid growing up were you an athlete did you hang out in that crew did you play sports were you more of a theater band kid like where did you fall in of that path of growing up through like the schooling age a little dust was nothing i mean like uh i i didn't do anything really uh, like no sports, no activities until very like like really later on. Like probably around the time where I became like a teenager, then I started to do theater, and I really liked theater, and I started like helping with uh, local community groups around my area. I started doing uh plays around my area and then i remember i got me and my best friend uh who is now nelson bauer uh in the goon a very good friend of mine best friend and he had just started training and me and him kind of fell in love with each other in school 
making wrestling jokes back and forth with each other. The first thing the dude ever did to me was he went up to me and he did it. Uh, he called me Dusty Rhodes. And then I gave him like a little funny bionic elbow. It's <laughs> just like super cringe when you look back at it. But like, no, that's, I love it. that's what we were, you know. <laughs> so so theater helped just, you really kind of open up and come out of your shell? Absolutely. Absolutely. Theater definitely yeah. did. Because it's like do or die out there. And I still have a very big theater mindset when it comes to a lot of even professional wrestling. Mm -hmm. it, it is, it is really cool. That is then the reason I asked that is because it, it, I always try to get that, like that little nugget of what made you pop or come out of that shell. And sometimes if you were the athlete and stuff like that, wrestling and sports go hand in hand, but more I've been learning is there's so many theater kids who have come out that never played a sport their whole life. And then they enter the professional wrestling world because they want to, they see wrestling from that aspect. And I think that's, which awesome. I will say, is bad and you shouldn't do and we need to stop allowing theater kids and wrestling <laughs> i stand by that i i only say that okay because you're all soft and you're all babies you need to grow up you need to do the sport all right i didn't do the sport and that's my fault <laughs> yeah you need to be like every other wrestler and you need to fail at sports with a knee injury and then come into professional wrestling like everybody exactly. else exactly <laughs> well speaking of knee injuries that's kind of what happened with you with training correct you started you entered the world of training and then actually suffered a pretty pretty bad knee injury i i have torn my, both of my acls uh, I did one of them in a – both of them in, like, a training match, one of which was in front of, like, a fair amount of people at my school. And uh, I was training to, like, be a wrestler and because that's, that's what you want to do, you know. You think, like, oh, I'm kind of better at this because I was already managing at the time. And people were like, hey, you're, like, a pretty decent manager. But I'm like, uh, but everybody's telling me that I could be a wrestler. And if I'm going to be, I could do that. And then I just remember having a conversation. And it's like, hey, you are so much better than just being this. You can also be this. And what that is, is so much more than wrestling. Like, basically, I had people, the goons. We weren't called the goons at the time. We were called the boys. But... I was being told at the time, like, hey, your value is greater than what you're limiting to yourself to than, like, just being a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And I kind of took that to heart. And I still wrestle, obviously. I'm that list right there behind mm -hmm. me. Uh, and I, I'd like to think that, like, I know what I'm doing. You know, I have fun out there. Have a good time. And, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, a knee injury will make you think about that. Yeah. Cause the time, the time away and, and, and recuperating and the rehabilitation, it's just, there's, it's never fun. It's not fun to get hurt and it's not fun recovering from it. But a lot of people like, I couldn't imagine a world where you're like, you know what? I, I, I know the, the managing thing is, is what everyone's leaning me to, but my heart's really set on this wrestling thing. And if it's, I'm not a wrestler, I'm not anything. And I couldn't imagine a world where a parallel universe where you walk away and you're not in the role you're in because there's someone on the scene right now who I think is a good wrestler, but when he's a referee, 
he's a fantastic referee. Like, I think he's really good at refing. And I actually, There's like, every time he's like in, that. I feel better of him as a ref. And I'm like, I don't want to say this to be mean to you. But if this wrestling thing doesn't pan out for you, you really know you're a good referee. And he's like, I'm kind of starting to feel that too. Especially with people who are referees, like especially referees. It's like, how many good referees can you name in an area? Odds are it's not a lot, right? And and if you can be a good referee – your value and what you have pay you for your service is much more, much. More. And you're going to last a lot longer as a ref than a wrestler. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Protect your, protect your body. Uh, well, one of the things too, talking to previous, I'm just going to refer to them as best friends. The rest of this interview um, or this conversation being a good best friend yeah. ringside. Um, I think, I think, definitely going through that training everyone's like i think a lot of people think well i don't want to do the bumps i don't want to go to the school i don't want to do that stuff so i'm just going to be a manager or a best friend ringside and that's i guess fine but i definitely think if you want to stand out i'm not saying you have to take a bump but i definitely think you have more of an appreciation of what you're doing is if you do do the training and you do do what everybody else does um and a great examples of that is we are in the northeast area we are just like there's five people that are five or six people. And I'm probably even shortchanging it with five or six that are just really good at being ringside best friends. And you're up there. Coach Raff is up there. Mary Elizabeth's love up. Coach. Like, and love you, li- coach. I love you yeah. so much, coach. <laughs> Anytime I know that there's a match and it's going to be you on one side and coach are you and Mary Beth. <laughs> like, oh, I'm- please don't bring her up. Please don't bring her up. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> um, I mean, you guys almost got married at one point. You know what I mean? No, we'll talk about that later. I suppose. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but but what I'm saying but, is, but, yeah, it, it it you guys use you all add so much to a match when you're there. You know what I mean? And I think it was something for a long time in the business that went away, where that where that ringside person wasn't a thing. And 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 just your, your your three names alone. I know I'm leaving people out because there are so many more talented people that I'm probably leaving off here. But just like it, I look forward to it. I, I really really do when you're all there. I've uh, I've talked a lot about like the state of independent professional wrestling managing in a lot of other uh, other interviews. You know, I've always said like there's leagues of people who are the booker who are the money guy who's the who's the friend of the money guy who goes in cuts a a promo taken right out of a cornet playbook or a paul Heyman playbook and then doesn't add anything to the match and then gets whacked by the big name at the end like that's a dime it doesn't i think Mm -hmm. the people that you named especially like people like coach people like mary beth uh People, I'll name a couple as well, like that aren't exactly from this area. People like uh, Sydney Bacabella, who I feel yes. is the best professional wrestling manager. People like Nasty Co, who's out in uh, Texas, awesome professional wrestling manager. And all Julia of those Smokes, people, another one. Julia Smokes, honestly, yeah. But a lot of those people have their people that they stick with. And I think that's the feature. Their characters work best with these people. And 
And I think as on like on an independent level, if you're able to attach yourself with a person and go with them, you can make your act even better. And also these people are smart people. Coach, very intelligent. Mary Beth is so smart and they're all not willing they're they're all not willing. They're all able to throw in ideas and say something when they feel like, hey, let me throw my bit in. Hey, I'm here. I'm a part of the match. Cause that's what we are. You know, we're the third per the fourth person in the match, you know? And if you're just out there doing nothing, most times it's like it's kind of pointless. Mm-hmm. I, one of the things that I will say that I think makes you stand out even more is you're also a thing where a lot of times we're talking about those dime a, dime a dozen managers who are the friend of the promoter or the booker who comes out and they have a stable of wrestlers. When 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 a manager tries to recreate the Heenan family and the manager's out there 15 times a night, um, that there is times where that happens with you where you're out there multiple times because the goons are a, a stable. But yeah. the way you interact with and i'm not sure i guess my question to lead off this is is are you doing this subconsciously or are you doing this on purpose is the way you manage with killian is not the same way you manage when you're with miles or like there's a different version or a different cadence or a different feel to it when you're with one person or then when you're with all together because it's funny because like I, at least i noticed like i love you and killian together but i I'm highly entertained when it's you and Miles. I think you and Miles together are amazing, like gold. I think like I crack up more because he you'll you'll be yelling at people he wrestled in college. Like who'd you ever beat? You know who he beat? Like just like no one else knows that you're talking about. Cody Broomall. Like, yeah, Cody Broomall. Cody Broomall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like I, because uh, that friendship I dynamic comes that, out. I think B Miles is my favorite pair. Honestly, um, and I, uh, he's like, one, because he's the best wrestler on the planet. <laughs> like, he's so good. I think, uh, I, I've never really thought about it, but I think it is like a subconscious thing. I could see the style and how, because all the goons, they can wrestle a similar, but a lot of times it's very different. Like, I will be very different when miles is working as opposed to eel working and as opposed to killian and as opposed to pops you know so i guess uh, it, it's kind of like a subconscious thing it's cool that you picked that up yeah, Me too. watched I, a, lot a lot of my of, work yeah i definitely think it comes because your genuine connection as friendships and you each have different elements to your friendships and that carries out when you're out there like one of the things that you and Miles do, I think, is super entertaining. Is like you'll kind of stand there and like be like doing your pose, and then Miles will crawl through your leg, like just like those small things. Like it's not even like you can tell when it's something you do all the time, or when it's just you're out there trying to make each other entertained as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I love it to death. The Cody, <laughs> what was that? Was that frog was that frog sport where that came up? That was Cody Brew. Yeah, that was yeah, Cody Brew. Yeah. I, I I talk shit about that guy. He's some kid that went to my fucking high school. I probably should have named Drop too. <laughs> He's some actual guy that he beat in my high school. 
Did you did you, oh, go, like, did you guys did you and Miles go to school together? No, no, no. He oh. went to Jersey. I I, I think he yeah. No, because he, he was in Delaware, right? I'm scared to say where he's from because if I get it wrong, oh he'll yeah, beat yeah, my ass. Yeah, very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> yes. Oh, you don't know where my school is, dog? You know where I graduated, dog? Oh, oh, man. So how did the early, like we kind of talked about a little bit how you and Killian um, in those early days, like a PPW, but where exactly did all of these pieces come together and the goons kind of form and you guys kind of started putting all these these these, these puzzle pieces in, uh, together in the earlier stages? Uh, it started with the boys, which was a faction for one CW in Houston. And I remember it was Killian led and Killian had like his pick of the litter of who he wanted in the group. And he wanted AK, AK Willis. Mm-hmm. He wanted Chris Nelson, uh, yeah, Nelson Bauer. And he wanted me and there's a couple of other people that are like kind of interesting when you look back on it that could have been goons beforehand one of which a forgotten goon is um uh bad bad banks travis banks one of mm-hmm. uh, i honestly my favorite people to manage i i love him he's so talented uh he's primary primarily like a delaware pa worker around there so good uh but he was he like, he was a tag team champion with uh with rob, rob outbreak yeah yep exactly a one longest mm-hmm. reigning uh tag champions there mm-hmm. and he he was a part of it too and i was the basically like the focal point of it and when killian got the call for leapfrog he wanted me and Nelson Bauer as his cronies. And of course I'm gung ho. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Nelly at the time, he's got his own story that he'll tell one day. And uh, he was kind of fading away from professional wrestling. And we got it. We gave the call to miles who we were feuding with. And we were also like getting pretty close with working with a lot of shows with him and then we did the leapfrog match and then christmas trios came around and it was going to be the team of me miles and killing i got COVID. (laughs) they're like who do we get to replace big dust and play big dust eel o'neill got brought in Mm -hmm. and then love frog it was because I, I remember originally it was like Killian McMurphy and the Goons, and I remember we all were like, "No, it's just the Goons." Mm-hmm. And then Love Frog happened to where I think that's kind of like the not the introduction, but the like this is the Goons: Miles, Killian, Eel, Dust, and then from there we integrated with bringing in AK Willis, bringing in Travis Bess, who was a goon for a little bit. We brought in Rob Radke, uh, 
damn his soul, damn him to hell. He sucks, <laughs> and I hate him. Um, we brought in Sola Sparta, the new guy. That was from Flying You're, you're forgetting one guy. And, you're forgetting one guy. One guy. You're forgetting one guy. And and I personally think it was a story I wish would have been explored more just because I'm such a huge fan of this person. And I thought Mm -hmm. what was being told was magnificent. And when Darius Carter looked like he was going to be taking over the goons was fucking magical. I, uh, I'll always think that the Darius will always be a part of the goons in, in in some way, very like inspirational talent. Uh, one of my favorite people I've met in professional wrestling was well, the hardest hit hard, motherfucker. Hardest hit, yeah. cracked oh. shit. <laughs> he looked at me, and I saw in his eyes that he had remorse, but that slap had none. I yeah. tell you. Well, which I mean, that whole story that we played out in Leapfrog was very beautiful, and there's even a companion match that Miles and I had against him at One CW. Miles had the Bulletproof Championship, and I mean, I love that match personally because, like, going in as two bad guys going against each other, but everyone loves Miles so much. And it's uh, if you haven't watched that match out of all of them, like all of the Darius Carter in- integrating with the Goons matches, I definitely recommend that one. It's probably yeah. my favorite. Uh, well, another member of the uh, Goons that we just had, Eel, uh, actually had a fantastic match around that time too, where he wrestled. I think it was Killing Vision, where he wrestled Wheeler Yuta in a in a yes. Leapfrog match. <laughs> Unbelievable! Like you look back at that now, you're like Wheeler Yuta is dominating the independent like the wrestling scene and he's like him and him and uh uh dante martin i'm not dante martin uh daniel garcia are like the future of this company and then to say like for eel to be like i wrestled him at camp lee for that was cool for all of us to kind of be a part of and that was oh the electric eel o'neill went back at in the in the 19 i think that was the 70s that we were doing for that it was some type of old timey catches catch can type wrestling so good that they were such doing. a good match so fucking it's good. a very fun match yeah yeah but uh yeah that was that was probably one of my favorite iterations of the goons and i remember saying like i don't know if i ever said it to you guys but i remember talking to like alex and stuff and i was like man i don't know how you top the darius goon thing like how do you end this and then how do you top it once it's ended and then you insert erica lee and it's like you never missed a beat if anything, it enhanced it, which is insane to even think about because Darius is so good. Yeah. But Erica is on that level too. Erica is uh, uh, means so much to me. I, uh, I I I truly love that woman, and uh, she. Uh, I mean, she made me. She made the goons. She's like a big reason. I think. All of us made history together with things like the goddamn cinemagic, mm-hmm. which I mean, that stemmed from a lot of the cinematic material that me and Killian were making with the Bulletproof Championship, where we were challenging actors. And then from that came Killian Vision. And then from that has brought so many other things, so many other great things. And 
uh, including Bert's own film, like a whole that, that, that was my segue non wrestling <laughs> related thing. Yeah. Um, well, that's kind of what I was segue into with you, you and Erica. So, uh, kind of breaking away from the wrestling side, you and Erica have your own YouTube channel, which by the way, I think your subscriber count is criminal. It should be way more. So if you're watching this, uh, please go link links below and go subscribe to birds on film over on YouTube. Uh, you guys do movie reviews. And if you have never seen Erica in your life, and if you've never seen big dust, and if you have, and you have been entertained, put them together and have them talk about movies. And it's, fucking gold it is so wildly entertaining i started with the the bar i know i was i watched a really early one way back when you first started and then i came back to it later no it was uh it might have been one of the first one or two it might have been boss baby yeah and then i watched the barbie and then i've been watching them backwards uh i love the evil dead 2 one only because I am a giant Evil Dead fan. And e- Evil Dead 2 is probably my favorite. Like, everyone says Army of Darkness. I like Evil Dead 2 the most. Evil Dead 2 slaps so hard. It's so yes. good. I, I talk about commentary. It yeah, her commentary of like, oh, this cool. No. And then he just looks and goes groovy. She goes, so dumb. You're like, no, it's badass. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, the... Uh... The movie review space on the internet, especially YouTube, is a, it is a very populated one, to say the least. Yes. There's no shortage of it. So, like, it's not like I'm breaking new ground when I hit up Erica and was like, let's do this type of content. But uh, I think what makes the show is, uh, and Erica's going to stab me, is uh is her is erica and uh she brings a completely different reaction because a lot of space in the film review genre is a lot of guys that look like us you know bearded (laughs) white guys who got an opinion and need to say it out and erica brings something different brings a like a just like a bit of just something different with it and what she thinks about film and her mind is very is very fun to pick at and very fun to talk about when it comes mm-hmm. to this media. And I uh I feel like we're really hitting the stride. Uh we just got done twisted metal at the time of this recording, uh, which I think is our best review yet. Uh by the time you'll hear this. Uh, listeners, uh, we'll be doing a big October marathon of a movie every single day, uh, as leading up to a big Five Nights at Freddy's film review. So, mm-hmm. which will be and fun to she kind of re- she kind of revealed something on a previous episode where you guys are going to do a showcase of a actor and you're going to watch a bunch of one actor's movies. Can I, I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, said, she said say, oh, yeah. Because yeah. um, I said, I asked the list of movies that are on there, and she goes, I think it's these ones. And I go, man, you left out Con Air, Face Off, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Like, I mean, there's so many movies you can pick from him. But by, the, I, by the time that we uh, uh, we are, like, kind of circling around and doing some uh, extra content that whole month that I actually yeah. started on today, uh, so you'll get like a mini review of a Nick Cage film leading it. up to 
the big spotlight September episode, which uh, I mean, I'm I'm like in editing bay with it now, just about finished. I think it's gonna be amazing. Do you uh, know that Nicolas so Cage almost awesome. was Superman? Yes, yeah, the Will, uh, not Will Smith, the Kevin Smith film where uh, he was gonna fight a giant spider. Yeah, <laughs> and then the guy who scrapped it then made Wild Wild West, and then which ends the in a giant spider. spider. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, awesome. insane! I uh, I love Nicolas Cage so much. I am uh, I'm knee deep into him right now. Uh, getting ready for Spotlight September. I just watched Valley Girl for the first time, okay. which was the first film that he ever did under the Nick Cage pseudonym. Yes. So it, it's a uh, and it was very good. I, everybody that I adore has called it like the greatest romantic comedy of all time, and it's like I watch it and it's like oh. This is from this, this is this, this is this. Like, so many things take from that movie. And uh, so, uh, so I'm going to I want to throw a question at you. I'm going to just. OK, and I'm just please gonna, do. I think you work best at improv. So this is where we're going to do it. Yeah. So right now we have some movies coming out that are also wrestling movies. Right. So we're getting the Von Erichs. OK. okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the go to one that I'll throw out first is if Nick Cage played Nick Gage. In a movie, right? Could you imagine Nick Cage playing Nick Cage robbing a bank and stuff like that? I, th- I mean, oh. that'd be very interesting. I'd see it. I'd see it. Yeah. Nick, Nick, see it. Nick, Nick, Nick Cage stabbing David Arquette in the neck with a. <laughs> well, Nick tube. didn't want to bump. <laughs> Nick didn't want to bump. That's the issue. Because Nick was going to be in The Wrestler. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was but he to be didn't want to. He, he hated bumping. He hated bumping. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. I yeah. So I had this posted on my Twitter page, and it's uh, to me the de facto list of wrestling films, and it's so easy to me. And I've seen yeah, them so all. Who, what what movie do we get, and who plays the wrestler? I mean, like, if I'm making a wrestling film based off of a professional wrestler. I would have to do the story of Mr. Ulala. <laughs> I love by, it already. Played <laughs> Tommy Vex <Bex> now. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Vex has a cameo. No, he played Tommy Vex plays Mr. Ulala's father. That's <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> I, you're already on my money for this movie. When do we can we get yeah. it on Kickstarter? Yeah, we can get that started up. I'm sure. <laughs> so, so who sure. plays Ulala? What me. major actor plays Ulala? Me. Oh, you play Ulala. I'm taking, I'm taking the Ulala role right now. I and love I, it. I've already, I've already stolen enough from that guy. You know, I've <laughs> already done everything he does. <laughs> Dustin Production presents Mr. Ulala, yes. a true wrestling it, experience or something like. And everybody will love it. There's I, uh, there's gonna be a lot of wrestling movies coming out. I think like there's a Cassandra movie coming out as well that like I oh, didn't really? even know about. Yeah, there's a Cassandra movie coming out. There's the Von Eric movie coming out. There's like that Hulk Hogan? weird Yeah, there's like that weird Hulk Hogan movie, right? With uh Hemsworth. Yeah, which like yeah, uh, that would be massive. Yeah, he got huge yeah, for that it movie. It looks crazy. 
<laughs> like, he what? He's, on the, what a, he, he's on the gas. Homeboy he's from on the, the gas bear? <laughs> Homeboy from the bear looks like unrecognizable. Yeah. It's, it's what crazy. Here's a question. I'm not trying to sound meaner and unsensitive here. What happened to Zach Efron? It's I there's gotta be prosthetics involved. Cause he yeah. looks insane. He does it's not the same like, human, right? That chin and his like big he's got a gut like me. Like that is crazy. <laughs> I mean, if he just sculpted himself like that, I wonder what type of fucking damage that does to a man. Because, like, there's the Christian Bale story of when he got really fat for American Hustle. And he's like, oh, my God, I did so much. Like, I hurt myself doing that. Yeah. So I wonder. Yeah, it's it's got to be. It's got to be nuts. So I early on, I think before Birds on, I was kind of telling Erica, I said, I don't know if this was early stages of Birds on film or if this is where it was like a bit and a joke amongst the friends and then it turned into Birds on film. But I remember sitting at Camp Leapfrog and and talking with you, Killian, and and every, the rest of everybody else, and you guys were just obsessing over you were binge-watching every Ernest movie. That was uh, a... <laughs> that- that project I might revisit one of these days. I have a, I have two. Very I think Erica already said she's out. out. She said she said if we do Ernest for Birds on Film, I'm out. <laughs> I can't do Ernest for Birds on Film. Well, I mean that idea was something uh, completely different that I don't want to talk about too too much. Okay. Just because like it is something that's in the pipeline. Okay. But like, I mean, I've seen. I didn't Almost realize how many Ernest movies Ernest there movie. were until that. There's day. a lot. There's a, a lot, lot of content. I watched like I've. I remember we. We watched Ernest to Africa, three times in one day. <laughs> which is the most I can say about the project that will soon will someday come out. I can't wait! I can't and, wait. I only know a two growing up. I remember I watched Ernest Scared Stupid like a hundred times as Anger. a kid. I because Anger. not only was it funny, but as a young kid who was transitioning into being a horror fan, I just remember yeah. the, the trolls looking really good. Unless I have, oh, yeah. I have to revisit uh, it. No, it still looks great. It still looks yeah. great. The so much of that film is so good. That's the best Ernest movie. Yeah. And then there's uh the, uh, the one that Ernest goes to prison. Yeah, Ernest goes to prison is another decent one. One of my favorites is a Doctor Otto and the Moonbeam, which is the first uh, Ernest on film. Like the Ernest character not being in the commercials. Yeah, which was this just like super super low budget thing made by John Cherry. Uh, who's like the creator of this and oh my gosh it's it's a treat it and i'll tell you Ernest goes to africa you watch it once and it does get funnier it does not get funnier that fourth time you've seen it and it truly does you'd be surprised it surprised me i was like what <laughs> um 
if desert island movies you get three to take with you what movies i asked erica the same question she actually added three tv series as well if you want to add three tv series you're able you're, you're allowed to it's so you both? can take three Is it- yeah three movies and three tv series you could take on your desert island tv series i'm gonna take bojack horseman i'm gonna take arrested development okay and i'm gonna take chowder Okay. Uh, those are my three goaded three up there for me. There's others, but like I can watch where, those three shows. Where do you fall on Always life. Sunny? I think Always Sunny is amazing. It's beautiful. I every yeah. time I watch Always Sunny, I immediately just think of the goons. Like, <laughs> like I get goon vibes from Always Sunny. Like, which is very weird because I don't think it's inspired any. Like, no, Killian but, doesn't watch it. But I just think it's it's so like like, they're dynamic together. Like they're genuinely funny people. And then when you watch content outside of that, they generally like just, I don't know. I I feel like true comedy comes from people who truly care about each other enough to be like, that's not funny. Fix it. Like, and that's kind of how they are. Like they will like, if you you ever listen to always Sunny podcasts, they have gotten to do fights over what's going to air and what's not going to air and have votes like we have to vote on this and if it's not if it's a two to one vote you're out like i can see you guys being the same way of being hypocritical on like well we don't think it's funny you think it's funny and it makes for better comedy and content later oh yeah well like we're uh, we we call each other out and we hold each other accountable for things and we have those discussions but uh but always sunny is like one of those weird things that it's not like very in the goons repertoire there's other shows that are like bojack and uh I, so but movies okay movies, yeah, movies i have yeah. my top three right here i have toy story 2 okay i have one of my probably my favorite movie of all time uh Ernest along with it. no not Ernest, not Ernest. but he's in it um, Ernest is in toy story 2 yes he is yes yes sorry <laughs> Sorry, yes, he is. Slinky the dog. Uh, I see a trend here. Uh, Forrest Gump, another one of my favorite movies of all time. A Lost Birds episode that might come back one day. In fact, for you. And then Hot Rod, which is one of my favorite comedies of all time. Yeah, Hot Rod. It was a lonely island production andy samberg oh okay uh, okay or he's like an andy like stuntman yes never one seen of my it, favorite I, films i know the poster yeah all right well let's and go to the discord my... quick see if we have any questions oh, yeah. oh, i'm sorry there's a little bit of delay i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go ahead now you good baby all right um oh this whole time i wasn't sharing the screen they just heard me talking um oh my, my bad everybody they've been listening i don't know if they heard at least me or you but uh so i have i'm gonna go to the guest questions quick um first question is i think because they've seen the name big dust uh their question is who's your favorite big man in professional wrestling oh my gosh i am uh i'm actually like knee deep in uh re-watching a bunch of uh all japan pro wrestling <laughs> and i'm watching all uh the gaijin stuff and uh, okay. that's what I watched when I first became like a professional wrestling fan. So like my favorite big man is like Terry Gordy and Vader and Stan Hansen. And if I was to pick like a crazy one, 
like try and pull out like hey get a little couple mark points you know um i'll say my favorite big band might be rigavana era samoa joe yeah excellent i'm I'm gonna Excellent. I'm going to get to see Samoa Joe in person in uh, in less than a week. Wrestle CM Punk in Wembley Stadium. That's going to be I sick. still can't. I can't wrap my head around that. I, I swear to God, I'm telling you right now, Dust, if I get to see Adam Cole walk out of there with the Ring of Honor team titles and the world championship, I'm weeping like a baby. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> I'm, I love I Adam Cole. Huh? Yeah. I just hit the wrong button there. Uh, another question. What are your thoughts on other promotions? So, like, what's out there now besides you said you're all Japan you're watching? I know AEW's out there. Impact Wrestling's out there. What are some of the ones that are, you're really into now and, and maybe some people that are in those promotions that you – the reason why you watch? I like uh, – I mean, when it comes to uh, all the main uh, professional wrestling that we see on television right now, I mean – watch too much but like the bloodline's amazing mm-hmm. uh i think i love that story so much truly like storytelling first and then everything else second which is uh like my personal favorite thing about wrestling uh my favorite wrestler like anytime gunther is doing his thing i'm watching and i'm there love cody rhodes always loved him ever since i like first started watching and i saw him i was like oh my gosh he's the man uh anyone on like independent level i'll give this guy another huge shout out um nasty co um professional wrestling manager is brilliant in so many ways everybody should go watch his shit and follow him and give him all the love and book him everywhere because uh especially to fight me because uh we would have an absolute barn burner of a match but uh yeah and then uh th- there's other promotions and places that i might be visiting soon when it comes to this list over here so so what is this list what's, what's going on with this list what's that that's the hit list right that's the hit list this the PW, something that you forgot to mention, young man, that I am actually the Pro Wrestling Illustrated number 500 ranked. Number 500. Number 500 of 2022. I'm in a long, illustrious list, and I'm trying to take every single one of them out. And by the time this comes out, uh, I've been taking out a couple of them. <laughs> I got Shockwave the Robot coming out. I just announced recently Brian Hardy. We're going to go to war. And uh, by the time this comes out, hopefully, fingers crossed, Timmy Lou Retton and I are going to have a match. So are you going after everyone who else was 500? Yes. I started with Joe Rules. Number uh, 51997, the year of my birth. Uh, we had a very fun match. I've fought Puff. I have gone after a couple of these folks on Twitter and whatnot. Vinny Glamrock guy, is on there, right? Vinny Lee Glamrock. Me and him had an absolute barn burner uh, <laughs> at, uh, at Slam Fest. I love that match so much. So much good content was there. 
And uh, that number one guy right there, Zeus, I got something cooked up for him. I'll tell you okay. that right now, Anthony. We'll see about that. Trust me. I got people. I know a couple people. You're going to go after Zeus? Yeah. That's uh, that's, that, that might be problematic to us. I, I think you might have to reconsider that one. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. I'm All right. <laughs> You've been training. You've been training. You got Miles in your corner. You'll figure exactly. it out. Exactly. Um, if you were to fight any wrestler in the past, present, or future, who would it be? And are the list and, right and, here? What if they're not on the list? You can go past, present, future. Anyone if even they're not on the list. It's Zeus. It's Zeus. I fight Zeus. <laughs> there it is. Uh, I- uh, I would also genuinely uh, – Grado is a big one uh, who's on yeah. this list as well. I love Grado so much. I respect his work. Um, one of the best no. entrances of professional Zeus, wrestling that, right now. Oh, yeah. Zeus, that motherfucker. He's going to go down. Zeus is going – you heard it here on the ABJ podcast. Zeus, Zeus is a Or I think I, by the time this comes out, he might have already gone down. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see, how, we'll see how it works. We'll see how it works. Well, here's, I want to. I want to spin that. Out of all of the best friends that have been in ringside, if you can square off and be on the other side of the posts of the apron with another famous wrestling best friend slash manager, who who would it be, alive or dead? I mean, uh, there's a lot of my peers that I respect and that I love. Um, the go-to answer is Heenan. Like, Heenan would school my ass in so many ways. He would, because he's leagues better than everybody has ever been, ever. But I'd love to pop him in the face a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 even though I'm not a fan of maybe his some of his podcast work, but it, it's it's Heenan, it's Cornette, and yeah. it you can swap Cornette and, 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 uh, and Heyman, either one of those can flip flop. But I number agree. one is, I agree. is is Heyman. Yeah, and number one is is Heenan. And number one, well, number one is Heenan. Then it's like a corny. Corny's amazing. Corny's so good. Um, I I hate his <laughs> I hate his uh, his podcast stuff as well. But yeah. like, I mean, I get compared to like Percy Gringle and uh, Paul Heyman all the time, which like I hate in some respects because I'm like. Uh, it's another funny fat guy, but I'm also like, hey, maybe that's cool. Yeah, I I don't look at it that way. I just I don't know, man. I I think what generally stands out that none of those people on that list do is is you genuinely have a connection with the person you're working with in the ring, and I think that's what makes it stand out. The closest, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, me and my I I manage my friends. I'm a best friend. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we have any other questions here. Nothing on that end. I'll go check the chat. Maybe, maybe get close to the end here. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, but a storyline we kind of alluded to, um, once another great goon storyline, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the, the almost marriage between you and Mary Beth, the wedding, the wedding, the wedding. Yes. I, uh, I mean, uh, SWO, uh, Big ups to uh, uh, Van Valley, uh, who helped put that all together. It happened. It was a beautiful night. 
me and Mary Beth shared a dance in the middle of the ring and uh, she caught Felix and I had a scheme and uh, Nosh, I, uh, I love working with Tommy and uh, Mary Beth. They're two of the smartest, uh, coolest people. I They're know. so good. Just don't tell yeah, Tommy making... he's good. We have to keep <laughs> yeah, that secret. Yeah. He, he can and never the, know he's yeah. actually. The art that we made for that whole wedding angle. It was uh, it was so much fun. And what's crazy is, um, not to reveal too much about it, but like there was more planned and more that was supposed to happen, which is even crazier. But I mean, the wedding is on YouTube. If you look up WO wedding, it's the first thing that comes up. It's 20 minutes of absolute chaos. Uh, we had that place just on the edge of their seat. I brought in so much. We got Eric Martin involved, one of my greatest rivals, and uh, a bastard. <laughs> we we brought him to this place where people really didn't know him, and he got the loudest, like a hero's welcome. When he broke a microphone and said, you guys don't know me, but no, I hate Big Dust. And then they blew blew up. I love that. (laughs) But the wedding wedding was like stemmed from wanting to be like, wanting to do things differently in professional wrestling. It's like, why can't we do a wedding at an independent level? Of course, everybody's doing the wedding now. (laughs) Not... Cardona's on like three of them, right? Yeah. Uh, Cardona's wedding, like uh, the, they were, they were doing their vows again, him and, uh, him and his wife at GCW. And I remember when they announced it, the wedding was happening. And I was like, oh, why? Yep. And then, uh, Uh, the amazing Love Doug and uh, LMK wedding that just happened. That was very yeah. Love fun. Doug's very so good. insanely talented as well. Oh yeah, um, everyone does not get that. Yeah. Oh, who did uh, Erica was saying? Because like that, she like Love Doug's on the list. Um, little mean Kathleen uh, really put a lot of work in when it comes to the cinematics and stuff. Besides the, what she just puts out in the wrestling ring. So like, I, honestly, man, like a lot of people just do the promo in their car which is fine like if you have, if that's the only way you can get it done get it done but like i truly feel that like a lot of like what you guys did the past three or four years has led more people to get more creative when it comes to what they put out for a promo leading up um, i know a name that's out there right now he, he's been brought up a lot on the podcast ricky price tries to get creative every time he does something he's making music videos and all that crazy stuff like but like that's that's not only just going to help the promotion but it raises your stock as a talent. And it what it's also going to do is it's teaching you how to video edit. It's teaching you how to do those intangibles that will help you in the future. It's teaching you to so many other skills that if you are even remotely good at that you can use and become that much more valuable as an asset and as a performer, you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't think... I think if you're cutting a car promo in the year 2023, you're doing something wrong. 
you need to get with it. Put unless you're cutting a car promo to be funny and you're cutting a car. Yeah, unless there's like a spin to it. But like, if you're doing it like that, the only person that could do it like that, if you ask me, is Mr. Ulala. Because that dude just be blaring music and that's based and that's cool. (laughs) But nobody else could do it. I'm I'm saying that right now. Everybody else put the work in. You have a video editor free on your phone, a laptop, a computer. There's so many ways to do it. Learn it. It's so easy. Just just do it. Just put the effort in. So a quick one here is besides professional wrestling and, and, and movie reviews and doing the movie thing, uh, which, by the way, I think how you were saying before, birds on film getting better as we go is like, I love how you guys are now wearing outfits to match what you're what, like the the overalls and then the Barbie stuff. Keep doing that. It, it definitely as a watcher. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. But what else are you into that is beyond all the movies and stuff like that? Uh, gaming. Are you into comic books? What are what are some things you're into? I mean, all that stuff. I. uh I'm a big gamer. <laughs> Hand on God, I'm sorry. I'm a big gamer. Uh, I'm playing through. Uh, I'm in the midst of a playthrough of uh, Baldur's Gate Three, uh, which I heard is it's fantastic. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's amazing video game. My most anticipated um, game came out. They updated it, and now it's unplayable, and I won't turn it back on. Diablo Three, Diablo Four. Oh, bless your heart. I, I I was done after two. I couldn't touch anything else after two. I didn't even touch yeah. I, I love four was Diablo. so good, and then they updated it and ruined every character, and then they tried to fix it, and it was already done. That's what I heard. The patch, like the patch that they put out, was so bad. Like they were trying to balance it, and it just didn't. Right. Yep. Yeah, they ruined I, it. Ugh. But uh, but Baldur's Gate is an amazing game. So much fun. Uh, I love comic books. Uh, I have uh, right now. I'm reading through uh, the. Post New Fifty Two uh, Superman stuff, where uh, okay. Superman and Lois, and uh, I love Superman so much. It's my favorite superhero, which uh, was uh, not was a New popular F- opinion. But. I'm trying to think. Was it New Fifty Two or was it Rebirth? When it was, there was like three Supermans. Rebirth. Yeah. Well, when New the F- Doomsday so Superman. Yeah. Yeah, they were all on the same planet at one point in time, right? Or there was technically like the rebirth Superman was around during New 52 because of the whole Dr. Manhattan stuff, like the Doomsday Clock, yeah. like a homeboy starting the New 52 and then redoing it for rebirth. And I yeah. haven't read anything else from rebirth. I'm going to reread uh, Mr. Miracle. Uh, by the end of the year is something that I want to do, and because uh, I love that book so much. And uh, I I wait for the, con- the the big ones. What are they called? The um, when it's like all the it, yes, I do compendiums because I can't have all the little. I don't have space. <laughs> I go oh, online yeah. and I do the digital compendium, and then I read them all, and then I'm good. <laughs> it's not like a, a a little recommendation. Not like a. Not like a crazy one because it's like popular. Uh, mm-hmm. Fables. If you've never read Fables, please get okay. to it. Fables is really. It's. I'll look that one up. If you remember the Wolf Among Us, it's the yeah, thing yeah. that inspired that. Okay. It's. I'm writing it's it down. It's so right now, good. Fables. Uh, it's it's also finished, 
So, like, so there's like, a lot to get through, but there's an end point, you know? The last one I read oh, was the, the Last Ronin. Was Ninja Turtles Last Ronin. It was so good. I have the so book. Good. I haven't read it. I know the twist. At least the main twist. Yeah, yeah. You but find that out, like, right I'm, away. Exactly. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Uh, oh, that fucking piece of shit rob put me onto it so i gotta so good it's it's just laying around getting dust on it so i gotta read it one of these days yeah definitely but, definitely uh, do so i'm also reading chainsaw man uh which is something i'm not happy to say because <laughs> it's a nasty little uh nasty little manga but that's my shit i love chainsaw yeah. man so much peak fiction i only know about that because uh, at the sanctuary there's a 3d printed chainsaw man helmet or whatever the chainsaw yeah, it's pig little, thing yeah yeah oh yeah 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 that's, I, they have a, I, like, I a giant through yeah it's huge it's massive fuck yeah and then but, uh, uh i'm sorry go ahead besides that i do uh there's theater that's about it though yeah are you, are you still i seen that you and killian are still kind of doing some theater stuff on the side at the uh, Kent County Theater Guild, uh, which is a uh, a beautiful place the goons have kind of taken over and called home. <laughs> I love that. There's a uh, uh, we we have some potential things that we want to do in the future with it, and uh, I would like to do more theater shows. I would one hunt but... when you guys have a show, post that. I would love to come attend and see you guys on stage. I think that'd be really f- to see. Absolutely. You want a completely different style stage, but bringing those personalities and characters to life would be yeah, uh, playing a different we, character would be really fun to see. Absolutely, and I love that, and I and I miss it so much, Anthony. I miss it so much. Ugh. And uh, but no, we do like uh, it's called pop. It's basically like improv where people write scripts and then people act out the scripts, but they only have like a mit to like be told what their character is mm-hmm. so a lot of fun a lot of fun it's a yeah. lot of old people it's a lot of alcohol getting thrown around it's it's an absolute blast how, how much is that helping you which is even think crazier to think about being more on your feet than like doing that now and then doing wrestling stuff more people should do um uh, not because like i'm not saying take up an improv class and become silly and stuff like that but it's just like go out there and try new things and try a different craft in the entertainment world because nine times out of ten if you're wanting to step up and do something different in wrestling people will see that Mm -hmm. yeah i think the biggest one that i would say to people is, and it does come from the theater kids, and I think they do it better than most, uh, are people who have done the acting side of things, is if you're going to develop a character, maybe research like just character development tools that are used by theater or production teams. Because like I never thought of it this way, but then after it was explained to me, I thought it was so genius. But like, say if I'm making the character of uh, my new person in wrestling, like what does your character eat? What is your character like? What's his favorite meal? Like things that you wouldn't have that would that nobody's ever going to know in a wrestling ring or a wrestling match, but it just makes you dive more into who your character is going to be and makes you study it more and makes you want to push it more because you've developed a personal relationship. Like those character developing classes, I think definitely all professional wrestlers should look at more. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Big Dust, where can people find you um, on social media? And 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 how can we – and I have one last thing to wrap it up, which is our sponsored question after you after you get your plugs out there. Uh, you can find me on uh, on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. And uh, on Twitter <laughs> at uh, big underscore dust underscore, as well as Instagram on big underscore underscore dust. Uh, Dustin Wilson, find all my socials, like my stuff. Uh, YouTube channel, um, Birds on Film, Birds on Film, Birds on Film. Please, for the love of all that is holy, if you enjoy highly produced highly edited video content that talks about film and has the air of two people chucking the shit please go subscribe please like our videos we've got so much content coming out also uh be prepared for stuff about this guy in the future pwy 500 being 500 uh and uh yeah i love it so the last question by uh my logo is by hunter i you know going through these tough times recently uh anything helps to, to support anybody chasing the dream especially when you're putting the miles on your car and, and taking time away from friends and family uh merchandise is always a great way to make a couple bucks hunter's been making tons of logos for me so if you're looking for a logo for your podcast your your wrestling shirts your band shirts anything hit up logos by hunter his he does great logo spoofs are my personal favorite but he can work with you his his his, his prices are cheap and his turnaround time is amazing but his i'll go to question if you can write a letter to a younger big dust what would it say Keep your head up. That's all it's say. I love Keep that. your head up. Dust, I, I want to thank you again for doing this. Like I said, man, you you are very humble, but you are at the top of your game, and I can't imagine how much higher you can get, but I know what your determination and your willpower and what you're bringing to the table. It's only going to keep getting better because you are so creative and have such a good mind. Uh, send all my love to the goons. Tell them I all love. I, we love them. And I want to challenge my listeners. If you're watching this live in the Discord now or if you're watching this when this episode drops, head over to Birds on Film, subscribe, and just comment, I'm here from the ABJ podcast. Because comments in the in the section help the algorithm as well. So go hit the thumbs up, hit subscribe, and hit, put some comments in there. Say you're here from the ABJ podcast, and then actually watch it, and then comment what you thought of that episode. Uh, let's get some more engagement over there. I want my people to support people that I have on here. So let's do that. Go support boards on film. Go go subscribe and, and, and get them out there. Share it out there. I'm telling you, you're going to have a blast. It's really, really, really funny. And they're not too woke, right? That's a, that's a little part. Like, <laughs> what was it? Was, we're, was we're, Mario we're, woke? We're not, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only saying that because the joke was like, was Mario woke? Because every movie's yeah. woke. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What, what, what was the thing they said? Uh, go woke, go broke. And then Barbie. Go woke, go broke. Every, everything's woke now. God. <laughs> yeah. the and, Barbie, and Barbie. Barbie just broke almost a billion dollars already. <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. The, yeah, they're not going broke know. anytime soon. Yeah, Are absolutely. you guys doing Ninja Turtles? I want to see it so bad. I, 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 that's the only thing that's depressing me that not having a car is I want to see this new turtles movie. I'm a turtle. That's it. That's it. That's there's plans. There's plans. Good. Are, now, are you guys trying to do them when they're in theaters? Or are there ones that you wait for the hit streaming services? So you're maybe hit it the second it, time it, around it, when it gets popular again. 
It depends. New release, new releases uh, with the strike going on. It's a little odd, kind of navigating what to do and what not to do, and what productions yeah, yeah, yeah. are kind of good to go for. Because I do kind of like to follow their instructions. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, we kind of just watch a film, and if it's like, oh, can we do a birds on this? We can do a birds on that, and that's kind of. Yeah how we find a movie to review. Yeah. Um, well, listen, man, I appreciate you. Thank you so much once again for doing this. Please go to the links, support the my guests any way you possibly can, but definitely do the like and the comments and the subscribes over on Birds on the Film. Uh, I'm going to be honest, as of right now, the day of this recording, I have a list full of people I have to start hitting up when I get back from London. Uh, so uh, if you're if you if you we, we've been in contact, the, it's coming. Um, well, you won't know this because it's not going to air till October. But I have so many more guests lined up and so many cool names. I can't wait for them. If if you know anyone that wants to be on the ABJ podcast or you yourself want to be on the ABJ podcast, send me a DM. I'd love to have you on. It's not just for the professional wrestling side of things. I I I, I am trying to mix it up with musicians and artists and any topic. If you have a story to tell or if you're into your craft or your business, I want to hear about it and let's have some fun and let's uh, let's support these people who need it the most in this in these times and uh, we'll see you next time on the abj podcast here's some music by the converse kid billy trey and we're seeing we're we're out of here oh